everyone. I'm Serena. And I'm Tina. And we are the Mental Health Mamas. Welcome to No Need to Explain. We are so glad you're here. First, as always, a quick disclaimer. We come to you not as mental health professionals or experts in the field, but rather as parents with lived experience who are on a mission to normalize the conversation around mental health. If you or someone you love is experiencing a mental health crisis, please seek professional support. You'll find a variety of resources in our show notes and on our website, no need to explain podcast.com. As we often say on this podcast, and we'll say several times during this podcast, <laughs> parenting is hard and we're all doing the best we know how to do. And when we know better, we can do better. And while we often talk about parenting from the perspective of taking good care of us so we can take good care of our people, we often know that part of that is the ability to kind of hone our parenting skills so that our families can function more effectively more peacefully. So does that make sense, Serena? Oh, that makes perfect sense to me. And, you know, this may not be true for all parents out there, but certainly this is true for us that we have kids with what today's guest calls big emotions. Rachel Bailey has a master's degree in clinical psychology. She's a certified parent educator, a fellow podcaster, and most importantly, a mom. Yes, we love the moms. And on our website, Rachel Bailey, it's hyphen Bailey. We will have that link in our notes. Um, after sharing her credentials on our website, she says, this is true about me too. Even with a master's degree in clinical psychology, with certification in parent education, and with a career helping parents and kids bring out the best in each other, I still make mistakes. I'm a parent, but I'm not perfect. I have all the tools I need and I know how to use them, but I still mess up sometimes. We love that, Rachel. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, so we were uh, both very drawn to you because of your work with uh, families of kids with what you call big emotions. Um, and I just want to comment that um, I too feel like I've got a lot of tools. I do some parent education myself. And yet there are those times when I, uh, I can't access my tools. So um, we would love for you to talk a little bit about your story and how you came to do the work you do. Yeah, so it's interesting because I work with parents for a living and I've been doing it for about 13 years now, but I didn't, I, I stumbled onto this completely. I did not intend to work with parents. I was actually, my goal was to become a neuropsychologist. So I was in graduate school along that path. And then I ended up getting pregnant along the way. So I did not finish my PhD and I didn't go become a neuropsychologist. But what I was doing at the time, once I had my first child was, I was at that point a therapist for kids and for teens. And what I realized is that if I shifted my work to parents, I could actually have a bigger impact on the kids and the teens, but also in the entire home. Mm. So when I made that realization about 13 years ago or so, there weren't that many people helping parents. There were a lot of therapists for kids and for teens, but there weren't a lot of people helping parents. So I did start to do work helping parents with, you know, behavior and discipline and how do we raise resilient children and things like that. But eventually I realized that I had two kids with what I call big emotions. I'm also a big emotion person. I'm actually what's called a highly sensitive person. 
So I have big reactions, big feelings. And so I realized it was attracting a lot of parents who also had kids with big emotions. And I eventually switched the focus of my practice in helping parents to those who are raising kids with big emotions, because I think there are unique challenges when we're doing that. Hmm. Yeah. So we've listened to um, some very powerful episodes of your podcast, specifically around the idea of kind of parenting from our values rather than parenting from what you call the yuck. Love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about this concept of yuck and how it gets in the way? Yeah. And yuck actually explains what we were talking about, where we have the tools, we have the strategies, but we can't, literally, we can't access them. Mm -hmm. So basically this term yuck is a term, it's a blanket term I use to describe anything uncomfortable. So yuck could be that we are hungry or tired or frustrated or disappointed or annoyed or sad. Anything that our brain interprets as an uncomfortable feeling, I call all of that yuck. What's interesting is that we do have a part of the brain where our, you know, we can remember our tools and parent from our values and be that patient parent we want to be. But once our brain senses this yuck, this uncomfortable feeling, it actually senses that as a threat. So it turns on an alarm and that alarm is our fight or flight response. And one of the first things our fight or flight response does is it shuts off access to any part of the brain or body that it feels is unnecessary for survival. So the part of the brain where like my tools live, my strategies that I teach every day, all day, the part of the brain where those live, it's shut down at that moment. So let's say I want to be a calm parent and my kids have not picked up their clothes after I've asked them eight or nine times. (laughs) Well, now I'm frustrated. I'm annoyed. And I know what I'm supposed to do because I teach it for a living, but my brain has actually shut off my ability to, to access that part uh, of my brain or it shut off the access to it. Now, this isn't an excuse for sure, but it is definitely a reason. So often what happens as parents is we have so much yuck that we may know our values, but in the moment we don't align with them. Mm. I love that, um, that whole idea because it's, uh, it, it removes some of the guilt, right. Over, yeah. um, <laughs> over, you know, when, when we make mistakes, parenting, knowing that there's a physiological reason behind it all. There certainly is. And, and when we, once we know the reason too, like I said, this is a reason, not an excuse, but what's interesting is once we know the reason, then we can do something different. And I, I like that you mentioned the word guilt, because I find that a lot of the times, especially when we're feeling more shame than guilt, like, oh my gosh, I'm such an awful parent. We kind of stay stuck in that, but when we realize, oh, there's actually a reason, then there are then there are things you can do about it, and you can change. But if we stay stuck in, oh, I'm such a bad parent, I'm always yelling, I'm always doing this and that, then we actually can't get out of this place. So knowing mm-hmm. the reasons really can help us get to a better place and feel and act a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So uh, another concept you use a lot, and is the title of your podcast, um, mm-hmm. is uh, the idea of long game parenting versus what you refer to as band-aid parenting. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. And what I find is that most people, when they come to me, are using what I call band-aid parenting strategies. So these are the strategies that don't really have long-lasting effects. So it's, let's say your child is not listening to you. It's thinking about what's the best consequence? How can I make them feel the worst so that they act differently? How can I make them like pay for their behavior so they'll do something different? Or if you have a child with big emotions, band-aid parenting would be, how can I get them to stop tantruming and just, you know, be quieter for a little bit longer? It's like, how do we get these quick fixes 
And I am too tired. I don't know about you all, but I'm too tired for quick fixes. Mm. So I teach what I call long game parenting, which is how do we actually understand, again, like I was saying, the reasons for behavior, the reasons for big emotions, so that we can actually foster internal motivation in our kids so that they can be more resilient, so that they want to listen to us more. So it's really about not putting the bandaid on by controlling our kids or by doing what feels good in the moment when we're in yuck, but it's really aligning with our values, understanding what's causing our children's behavior so that we can get those results that actually last. So there really is more peace and more predictability in our homes for not just now, but also in the future. Hmm, that makes so much sense. <laughs> and I, I have to be honest, I'm thinking about my dog right now. I have a two-year-old puppy <laughs> and, and really it's true, right? So it's easy in the moment to do whatever she needs yeah. and uh, to do the consistent training is quite honestly, just as exhausting, but, but it works, you know, you know, it works in the long term. So yeah, sorry. Sorry. I'm thinking about my dog, but I, I don't have, I don't have little people, but it's kind of the same, right? It, it is absolutely is the same. What happens is, you know, we are exhausted. We're in a lot of yuck. And so we do what kind of works in the moment and what feels good in the moment and helps us feel in control in the moment because we have so much yuck mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the results don't last. So when we yell at our kids, maybe their behavior stops. Or when we try to cut off their tantrum, maybe it stops in the moment. But all that happens is those behaviors and emotions kind of go underground and they pop back up later. So Mm -hmm. it just exhausts us more later. And what I always say about long game parenting is that it doesn't take longer. It just lasts longer. It doesn't take more energy. It's just partly a mindset shift Mm -hmm. and it lasts so much longer. So we end up being less exhausted and we have less yuck. That makes total sense. And so it sounds like you promote kind of the same concept that Serena and I talk about a lot, which is tooling yourself up, like building your toolbox, getting the tools in it that you need to parents so that, you know, you're, as you say, not as exhausted, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so while we are kind of honing our parenting tools, how can, you know, how do we take good care of ourselves specifically? Um, and how do you take good care of yourself? Share some of those things. Yeah. I mean, I would love to say how I take care of myself, although I'm not the best at it. I'm, I'm definitely at the pool <laughs> where I say, I know I should do it, but I'm, I don't always do it. But once I catch myself, and I'll be honest that the way I do this is I notice the patterns in my behavior that are a symptom I need to go take care of myself. So mm-hmm. when I find myself shaming my kids, like intentionally mm-hmm. trying to make them feel bad because I feel bad, that's mm-hmm. like a sign to me, whoa, Rachel, you need to go. In fact, I just did a Facebook video on this in my pot, in my group. Um, that's a sign to me that I need to go do something. So I actually do have a couple of just silly practices. I'm going to be honest. Like these are not ones that I always share with everybody, but I feel like I can do that here. It's just <laughs> us. It's really yeah, just exactly. us. <laughs> this is an accepting audience. So probably the thing I do most often that I don't share so much. And I have another one that's not as embarrassing, but I actually watch movies that make me cry, (laughs) believe it or not. It's like, I have all this stuff inside and I'm such a highly feeling person that I need to get it out and crying helps me get it out. So I'll like watch sad movies. That's one of the things I do. (laughs) I also, this is a little less embarrassing, but I do something called Zen tangles. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. Oh yes. Yeah. They're, they're really cool. They're like, you're drawing in a pattern over and over. And it's very, very soothing to me. I, I have a hard time meditating, but when I'm focusing on something over and over, it helps me calm down. So those are just two of the little things that I do um, to when I notice them in the moment to kind of shift things around. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that you acknowledge that you have trouble meditating. I hear that. 
a lot <laughs> from people and I, I yes. yeah yes thank you <laughs> yeah we're so, being real here right yeah thank you <laughs> hey we like the real yes exactly. for sure. yeah. so um tell our listeners about what you offer specifically on your website what um what can they find so my website tells really how i can help you especially if you're raising a child with big emotions and it really is for me all about the strategies both for yourself but how do we foster resilience in children which again starts with us. And then for me, it's also about when you're raising a child with big emotions, how do you really bring the rest of the family on board? Because I know when, you know, there can be a lot of marital um, disagreements on how you handle things. There can be a lot of sibling issues when you have a child with big emotions. So I do have the services and programs, including a free training that I do on how to diffuse situations more easily. So all of that you can find on my website. Okay. And, and um, why don't you say your website again? And um, are there other places too that people can connect with you? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So my website is rachel-bailey.com. And the best place probably if anyone wants to kind of get some free content and know what I talk about is probably my podcast, actually, which, as you mentioned, is called Your Parenting Long Game. And then I do have a Facebook group that goes along with it. And I'm in that group doing videos and things like that very frequently. It's called Your Parenting Long Game Podcast Community. I'm on Instagram um, as Rachel Bailey Parenting, but mostly I spend time in my podcast and my Facebook group as well. Nice. Yeah. So I have watched a lot of your videos and like I said, listen to your, your um, podcast and it is, it is, uh, it's, it's a go-to even though, mm. so you're giving me good tips for my dog and my kids. So <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. I know. Right. So you're anyway. welcome for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. So, Is there anything you haven't talked about today that you want to put out to the world? I think the thing I would say is, you know, it really does come down to, for most of us, reducing yuck, because we do align better with our parenting values and our instinct. And I would say one of the things that I find is the biggest contributor to yuck is when we have unrealistic expectations of our children and of ourselves. Mm. So one of the things I always say is if you're struggling right now, just ask yourself, what are you expecting yourself to do? Is it really possible what you're expecting, especially with the resources you have right now? Maybe it'll be possible when you're in a better place, but is it possible right now? And then ask the same question of your child, what you're asking of them, is that really possible given where they are right now? Hmm. So that would be one of my big tips for reducing yuck if someone is struggling. Hmm. That is great. Thank you. So yeah, I really appreciate um, you taking the time to join us today. And we love that you were real and you shared not, <laughs> not only your professional side, but um, your vulnerability as a perfectly imperfect mama, if we can call you that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> love it. So podcast friends, we are as always grateful for all of you listening and supporting us. You can help us out by visiting Apple podcasts, leave us a review, subscribe, and please share with others. You'll find lots more content on our website. No need to explain podcast.com. And you can also connect with us on all of the socials and on our website. And we have a new ability for you to leave us a voicemail, right, Serena? We do. We've got a we've got a voice message number that you can call and um, share really whatever you'd like. But we'd love to hear your ideas, um, your thoughts, your stories. Yeah, for sure. And this is your gentle reminder to take good care of yourself while you're also taking care of your people. Thanks for listening. Bye.